Hi guys and welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name's Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian and this is my show. This is episode 61. This is May's edition, May 2018's edition with a very funny comedian, Adele Cliff. She's doing her show Sheep, Not Sheeps, at 10 past 4 at Just the Tonic Caves in the Wee Room. She's doing all of the competitions, so if you see her on a bill, go and watch that show. You will not be disappointed. You can follow this podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Winterphoneander. You can follow this podcast at The Comedy Defect. If you want to come see my live stand-up gig dates, they're on my website, which Danny Clydes is nearly finished. Woo! Come on, Danny! And they'll be on my website, which is winterphoneander.com. I'm also going to be taking my show, which is by the power of Grayskull, to Shaston Fringe, and that is on the 29th of June... And that is at 10 o'clock, I think it is. But if you want to see the dates, they'll be advertised on Facebook, on Twitter, and all those things. So come see me down in Shaftesbury Fringe on the 29th of June. 10-ish, that's when it is. Well, you get the exact date on Facebook. Follow me, like my page, all that kind of stuff. You can also support this podcast. Go to Patreon, type in the The Comedy Defect Podcast. You could donate as little or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. Those who do donate, thank you. Those who don't donate, that's okay. Just leave us a nice, honest review. You can do it on your phone now. You know, it's really easy. Just get on your phone. Leave us, you know, I say, five-star review. Uh, you know, just let yourself go. Have fun with it. Five stars, you know, and just enjoy yourself, you know, and then uh, then you can go about your day. That's all I'm going to say for this intro with this very funny comedian, Adele Cliff. You're going to really enjoy it. Had a great time talking to her. For episode 61, it is Adele Cliff. Go and see her live wherever she is. Enjoy. Well, Adele Cliff, welcome to The Comedy Defect. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, Winter. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Very thanks for coming around. Um, so, what have you been up to? Uh, comedy, mostly, so that's convenient for the purposes of this podcast. Indeed. Yeah, a lot of comedy stuff. Yeah. I'm writing my first hour-long show for Edinburgh. Mostly just going through it and being like, no, no, this is funny enough, mm-hmm. crossing it all out, yeah. starting again. That's what I've been doing the last few days. <laughs> and how is, it, how is the mission going? It's going fairly well, actually. I say I've been crossing a lot of stuff out, but quite a bit of it still works. So, mm. yeah, I'm quite pleased with the overall structure of it and mm. the overall idea. I just need to slot in a few extra jokes, I Yeah, think. what's the name of it this year? It's called Sheep. Of course, yeah, Sheep, yeah. Not, as Chris Norton Walker is trying to tell everyone, mm. Sheeps, mm. because... I cannot stand to look at an incorrectly written word for a whole month. It's mm. called sheep. Yeah, that's called sheep. Yeah, sheep it is, right. Last year you had your show called Cliff Notes. I did, yes. And you got reviewed. No, I didn't invite any reviewers. I don't know if any turned up, but I didn't invite any reviewers. I just got an audience in and mm. I invited some industry people because I was looking for... I was trying mm. to get an agent. It was only a tiny room. It could only hold 25 if it was completely packed and mm. like people on top of each other. So I was like, well, if I invite a reviewer, that's one person who's going to make them and five people around feel awkward by writing. So mm. that's nearly, like, you know, 20%, if not more, of my crowd will be a bit awkward. Mm. So I just didn't invite them. So how many people in the room, you say? About 25. Oh, I got right. 30 in a couple of times, but it was horrifically crowded. And, right. uh, and those times, some people were sitting on the floor mm. and some people were sitting the back of where the stage would have been. So I was standing in a corner. So it wasn't an idea. It was a very yeah. small room. Yeah. <laughs> so you're surrounded on every side, yeah, mm. sort of thing. Yeah, it's not good. Not a good feeling when you're performing, is it? You know, you're like yeah. strafing the audience with punchlines and stuff. Just, and it's a bit over here, a bit over just there. Just huddled up in a corner being yeah. like, please listen to me. <laughs> it was nice though. Like my final show, the final day at the Fringe, I was mm. like, well, I can't. I can't really turn anyone away because they can't come back at any point. So we fit like 31 people in that place. I don't know. And then by that point, I was like, okay, I mean, I'm going to have to stop letting people in or I won't be able to get in to do the show. Yeah. Yeah. But that was very crowded. But it was nice. What room was that again? It's uh, it's in Cabaret Voltaire. It's called the Cinema Room, which is downstairs. Basically, it's just like one of those benchy offset things that you get in nightclubs oh yeah but they put duvets over the door so it's a room now mm, nice. it was not it worked yeah. well actually it had a screen that i used and it was good it was mm. horrifically hot right yeah so hot i mean that's the, the story of the door right? yeah the duvet made such a big difference it was like a three four degree difference in heat when mm. you went into the room oh. which was weird because it was already quite hot right. in cabaret voltaire generally did the pun competition this year right isn't it i did the uk pun championship me and seven other nerds <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> pretty much well. it's all right yeah they got past they got into the 
uh, second bit, mm-hmm. whatever they would have called it, semi-final, Semi-fire? I guess, a bit of it. But, Put that in like a little kind of wreath now. You can have that in a... Well, I don't know, because I think... Poster. I think, so they only invite eight people to do it. Mm. And I think by being in that eight, you count as a finalist in yeah, the of Championships. But then on the night, they call the rounds, like they have a first round, mm. and then they have, so it's knockout at every stage. They have a first round with eight people, and then they have four people, and they have two. So mm. I got to the four people round. It's really annoying. And yeah. I was livid. <laughs> so I'm such a bad loser. I'm also a bad winner. I'm just... Right. Too competitive in all situations, yeah. so... They didn't win strongly enough, goddammit. Yeah. No. They didn't judge us harshly enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so... I was so annoyed, though, because I got to the second round and I wasn't against the person I thought I'd be against. We, mm. like, we thought it would be person who won the first match against person who won the second match and person who won the third against the fourth. And then, for some reason, they switched it around. Mm. And they switched me to the one person who I was like, but we're the most similar, mm. which was annoying. And yeah. then we got topics that were not so good for me. Uh. And then I was sitting watching everyone else and all the topics that came up after I was after I'd been eliminated were all ones I really liked. So it's I was just, just like, like, I've got a great joke about yeah. that because I'm a brat. Yeah. And yeah. I just think was, and I'd be like, my joke about that yeah. was better. Yeah, no, I could crush you. I could have totally crushed you with that. I would have totally won if yeah. it just oh. let me win that round. Yeah. You're so lame. <laughs> and who won just, it in the end? Uh, it was Rob Thomas, Rob who Thomas, is the right. person who knocked me out. So at least oh, okay. I was beaten by the eventual winner. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You still uh, you take your pride home, you're fine. No. Mm. I got a nice review in the Lesser Mercury, so that's nice. What did they say? I think it was something along the lines of everyone was good, but we particularly enjoyed Adele. So that's a win. Yeah. That's something for the poster, for sure. Yeah. If I can figure out a way to phrase it so it sounds like I don't only do puns, mm-hmm. then it can go on the yeah. poster. <laughs> yeah. And you've been signed now as well, haven't you? Yeah. Who are you I, with? I'm with uh, Nick Ransford Hadley, who is the uh, same agent uh, Milton Jones is with, oh. and the, the guys who do Go 8-Bit Great. and people like that. Yeah. It's exciting times then. It is, yes. yes. It's nice. Yeah. I got to chat to Milton Jones at the Christmas drinks oh. and pretend we were contemporaries. Wow. Amazing. Oh, I like one line jokes too. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very yeah. excited. Yeah, that's it. You didn't go automatically into the punk championships mode. Oh, ding, ding. Here we go. Come on, Milton. Let's no, do this. No, it hadn't Push happened yet. That's, <laughs> that stage. So I hadn't yeah. written all my puns yet at oh, that right. point. I just knew I was doing it. Yeah. So I was just... Standing there being like, also one of my friends who I used to live with, who's a comedian, happened to be in the same bar and came over and I was like, I must look really cool mm. chanting to Milton Jones. Yeah. So. Do you know each other? This is Milton. Oh, oh, oh this, is, this is my pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, great. Cool. So when did you start comedy? I suppose I started comedy ages ago because mm. I did like sketches and stuff at uni. Mm. And then I was in a double act with my friend and we did a lot of YouTube videos. Cool. And I did a hour-long sketch show with uni people at the Fringe in 2011. Mm. But I didn't really start doing stand-up regularly t- till 2014. And what was the name of your sketch show? Or your sketch group? Well, me and my friend as a double act were called Biscuit and Brawn. The show, Biscuit and Brawn, I think we called it Biscuit and Brawn, Make a Meal of It. Mm. Something like that. It was just us and other, a few other people doing some sketches. What was it? Did you take it to the Fringe? And, and, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We were in... Um, the venue called we were in that big I think it's a St Augustine's church it's a big one that's right near right near the mile it's on the George Fourth Bridge oh yeah I know you are yeah mm-hmm. we were in the, the basement bit of that you know near the entrance to the prison <laughs> not, not nice. the prison the, mm. the court but yeah, yeah. a lot of prison vans drove past our venue which right. was nice it was alright actually surprisingly alright given that we had to rewrite the whole show in three days because we were meant to have we meant to have a cast of about eight of us and then a whole bunch of people, like four of them dropped out like a week before the Fringe because they were absolute bellers. I've had that as well. Yeah, yeah. I've had that same. It's a pain in the arse, isn't it? <laughs> posters gone. They're all on the posters. Well, they weren't on the poster. Oh, yes. Luckily, anyway, they weren't on the poster for mm. some reason. But it was the, the description in the guide and stuff like that had said there's like six people or eight, <laughs> six students, and then we, so we had like a cast of about eight, and it ended up being a cast of about three or four of us. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all right. Did it's you curse worse. them every show? You know, we're supposed to have eight guys, but there's only we, we, we four made of us. We wrote a sketch about it. I think the show was probably better for not having them there because the ones <laughs> of us who remained were the ones who were most keen on comedy and. We all the ones who were left. We all knew each other a lot better. So cool. the other people, we kind of it's a university thing. We kind of auditioned random people. So there weren't yeah. people we really knew. 
So actually, me and my friend Kate, who were the main double acting people, and our friend Michael knew each other really well. So we were good at like riffing off each other yeah, cool. and improving. And yeah. you know, if one of us was <coughs> got a line wrong, we knew where to go with yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas with the others, I don't know, we would have done that. Well, what university did you go to? University of Warwick, famous oh, for our comedy. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it? What is the, that university famous for? Um. Well. If you believe people at Warwick, mm. um, they're trying to coin the phrase Woxbridge, which is okay. not ever going to happen. Mm. Um, it's basically, it's like, it's it's very good. It's good at maths and engineering right. and science. And you're, you're science, is it? I, uh, yeah, I did biology, but I've never used it since right. I left, so I can't claim to be science. So did you, while you were doing your biology, did you think, uh, right, you know, this isn't really going to be the thing I want to do? Did you go, uh, okay, I'm going to go straight to comedy, or is that... I'm going to do the side thing that might become the main thing. I don't know. I did So I started my degree in biology already knowing I didn't want to be a scientist. Right. Because I'd done a work experience placement the summer before, where I just spent six weeks of my summer working in a lab for very little money. Like, mm. I worked it out. I was getting paid about £1.50 an hour. Oh, my God. And it's really boring stuff. You were, They had a whole bunch of placements, and they kind of had to say what area you were interested in. Mm. And I said, I'm, I'm interested in genetics, and on most things, basically, I'm just anything but plants. And right. they put me in a lab working on the genetics of plants. Oh. And I was like, well, that's kind of <laughs> not what I've talked about. So, <laughs> so it took two words. They weren't yeah. listening to the sentence, your answer. Plants, yeah, uh, okay, genetics. Oh, just she, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pipetting wheat DNA samples right. okay. from one uh, little tray to another and then running them through gels to look at it. It was just... Yeah. It's interesting in principle, I like was interested to begin with, but it was the same thing again and again because mm-hmm. you're basically just like their cheap lab assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that a, convinced a, a, me that maybe I didn't want to be a scientist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, you're like it's like work experience, isn't it? It's like you're just yeah. a silly, very real. That's it. You are, and my family went on holiday without me oh. because I was busy working this stupid lab. Where'd they go? They went to uh, Holland. Oh, okay. Well, it's not too far. You can always go there. It's, you know, it's not like... I mean, I've been since, but I'm mm. not going to forgive them for going without me. Yeah. <laughs> because they've also been on other holidays without me since then, yeah. so I can't yeah. <laughs> I can't get that holiday back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing the biology thing, and so you must have done some like performance stuff in school as well, did you? Did you even kind of look up to that? A bit. Not, yeah. not a huge amount. When I was at uni, I did a lot of student radio shows. Oh, right. I did like four or five a week at one point. Wow. Which meant I spent a lot of time talking to myself. Yeah. Because that's what student radio is. Mm. A few of my shows had co-presenters, but a lot of them I was the one who was like the main presenter. So sometimes people drop out. But also nobody really listens to mm-hmm. student radio. Yeah. So you're basically being like, email in if you've got any questions. <laughs> you making up the text messages as I well. did make up quite a few <laughs> text messages. Like myself, not popular. Also, sometimes the only people messaging in were a few of my mates and I yeah. just give them different names yeah, right. so it didn't yeah. sound like I had actual listeners and not yeah. Two characters, three you know, people oh, who would just consistently message me being like are you bored yet that's yeah. <laughs> it play that track again because <laughs> mm. I did a lot of those and some of them were quite good some of the ones I had co-presenters on and stuff mm. we did like fake news articles and comedy stuff like that cool. I was in a a sitcom that's one of my friends wrote on the student radio mm. but mostly it was just I'm not that into music, and mostly yeah. it was chatting in between playing music. Like, you mm. had to play a certain amount. So I just used to... I, I used to take requests, but also I just used to play stuff that would annoy the people who ran the station. Yeah. They did a chart show every week, and their chart show was just the top 40 most played songs off their system. So every week, I had about four or five shows, I would close every single show with a Power Rangers theme music. Nice. So it always featured in the top 40, because it turns out about four or five plays was all you needed to get it into the lower echelons of right. the top 40. So sort of game within the game, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so they were just like, and again, mm. at 36, <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme. <laughs> He's like, we don't know why. Yeah. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> yes, yeah. my evil plan has worked. It's like, finally, someone's <laughs> noticing. <laughs> so you did that in uh, in college? Yeah. Uh, and what was um, it in the station? It was called Raw, 12.51am. Raw. Uh, Radio Warwick. Yeah. Um, it was quite good, actually. It was quite a good station. They had nice equipment and stuff. And mm. yeah, plenty of their shows were good. A lot of mine were mediocre, but... Right, I don't think record. I think I have one or two recordings of some of them somewhere on one of my external hard drives, but I think I'm the only one who has them, so I could burn that. Yeah, and you can (laughs) bury somewhere where you don't ever want to find it ever again, sort of thing. I don't think they're that bad. I just think listening back to them, they'll be like, God, you talk to yourself a lot, didn't you? (laughs) Do any other radio stuff now? 
No, not recently. I've been on a few people's radio shows, mm. but I've not done my own radio stuff for quite a while. Mm. And are you writing any sitcoms at the moment? No, not actively. I'd mm. like to be. I just haven't... I keep writing, like, this might be fun, and none of the mm. ideas are quite good enough to make me actually write them yet. So mm. I've got loads of, like, this bit might be fun. And also sometimes when I'm writing material that doesn't make sense for stand-up, I'll mm. write out, like, a few lines and be like, well, that'd be amazing when I eventually write a sitcom. Yeah. But it's just, like, three lines that contain a joke. Yeah. So if I went through all my notebooks, I've probably got quite a few of those bits, but I don't know what the, the eventual sitcom they would go in would mm. be about yet. So. And do you write with anyone in particular? Um, so sometimes I write with... Depends what I'm writing. If I'm writing just one-liners, sometimes I write with Chris Norwalker. Mm. He's quite good at one-liners. <laughs> Although I do often spend quite a lot of the time writing together. Basically, he'll send me a huge list of one-liners yeah. and it appears that my job is just to tell him which ones are too offensive. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently he sends them to quite a few people. And apparently I'm the one who'll be like, you can't say that. Mm. And everyone else is like, no, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm basically censoring him. Yeah, the morals, the, the moral compass. Yeah, just like, so sometimes I write one-liners with him. Mm. Like a bit with Aaron Simmons. Mm-hmm. Well, we're doing a few shows together, but so just like split bill ones, but mm. we've done a bit of writing together recently. I was writing with him last night. And then I live with uh, Catherine Bohart and Sarah Keyworth, so occasionally I write with them. Or sometimes I'll just be like, is this funny? Yeah. Say it. <laughs> I think that's, I don't know, there's a few other people. I've written a little bit with quite a few people, but I don't have any particularly regular, like once every fortnight, once a week type people, which, mm. I should, which would be sensible. You're entering a lot of competitions this year, is that right? Yeah, yeah well, I did a punch amateurs. I did quite a lot last year as well. I did like mm. Funny Women and New Community of the Year and things like that. Mm. I don't know why I keep entering them. They're torture. Uh, and I really hate losing, but yeah. I'm not going to win one. No, uh, yeah. So I remember seeing you at the competition in Edinburgh with, uh, was it the superhero one? Uh, and you yeah. were so pissed off. Uh, oh my God. I was like, yeah, it's just the thing. I know, you're like, rah. I was like... <laughs> That's not even a competition that really matters. I know, I know, right? I know. It was like, oh, it's just that one's quite fun. That's like, yeah, battle of superheroes. It's just four comedians arguing over which superhero is better. Mm. They pick four heroes. Mm. I did it so many times. I won a few of them. Mm. I was like. I never came worse than second, but I'm also a terrible loser, so coming mm. second, I was like, that's not good enough. Yeah. I also did um, AO English show a few times, Lol But Wars, did that quite a lot. Yeah. I'm terrible when I get beaten at that as well, which essentially is just beating up other comedians with mm. inflatables, yeah. but still I'll be like, I've been robbed. I mean, how can you win with like, just, just, just got to be more more hits per minute? They had, there was special, um, like... He had these um, fleece gilets that had right. um, Velcro sewn onto them and then these little sponge pads that were stuck to the Velcro right. and they were like the hit points. So if you got one of them Great. off, you got a point. Okay, cool. Right. It was, it was very well thought through, mm, basically, right. on a budget and it yeah. worked pretty well, actually, on the day. So, yeah, I was terrible when I got beaten at that as well. We it got game. surprisingly violent. I'd period. say, I'd say, because competitiveness and, like, you yeah. know, Edinburgh, the, 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 the rage that you build up there. Especially near the end of the fringe when yeah. everyone's tired and angry. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, I did the grand final of that, or what, basically it was just... Elliot picked four people who'd won quite a few and mm. the final fight was between me and Tom Mayhew who I've done a show with before and he's my friend and yeah. it was horrifically violent <laughs> Maybe that's why you spent so much yeah. time together it's just built up we oh, I was so numbers. angry it was so we, mm. there were like six of these pads you had to get off each other mm. and uh, we both got five off each other and then I managed to like grab his sixth one and it, it ripped as it came off so there was a yeah. tiny bit of it left on him oh, right. and I still had one left on and then they went to a, an, an Elliot was like well I think it's pretty clear who the winner is and then he went to the audience for a vote and there were three like audience voting people and they voted Tom the winner and Elliot was like oh I'm sorry that's not oh, what no. I expected no you should have gone you, should, like, you had most of the, 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 the pads that you ripped off right yeah. so you should have won that yeah, exactly and the rest of the audience were like what the audience <laughs> never know who the winner is what are you asking them for <laughs> so they had like three judges within the audience because earlier on they have um there's four comics to start and then they have mm. two, two of them fight, do a stand-up battle and then uh, improv and stuff like that. And so they have to have people to vote the winners. But yeah, on the way out, several people were like, you should have won. And I was like, I know. Totally. <laughs> I had to get to another gig, so I had to leave quite quickly. So I basically stormed out of the venue being like, I should have won. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, do you have any time off? Are you just like hammering it all the time? So I do some freelance work occasionally. Mm. 
I used to do quite a lot of freelancing in TV, but I don't mm. do quite as much of that because it's very time-consuming, mm. so you can't really gig as much. What else do I do? What part of TV? Uh, production, mostly. Oh, okay. So... So I've only ever worked on comedies and like sitcoms, and stuff, which is really nice mm-hmm. because that was the first job I got when I left uni. I applied for work experience at the BBC, and luckily mm. I got it. Presumably, mm. I was sufficiently middle class for them to be like, "Yeah, okay, we'll give you work experience." So I got work experience on the Impression Show, and mm. then I've just done a lot of comedies since then. What was it like working on that? And like, we're like oh, mm. here's your coffee. Um, so anyway, I think you could, I could punch that up for you there. <laughs> yeah. It's especially early on. You have to be like, they don't want to listen to you. Mm. And then eventually it gets to a stage like now I've worked with quite a few producers and stuff enough times that they know I do comedy stuff. Mm. So they'll be like, have you got an idea? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have to hover in a really unsubtle way to be totally. like, <laughs> sort of give them a look from the corner of the room just like you know you're, you're quivering with just like give them a coffee and make some significant eye contact with the producer <laughs> you know the, like the baseball sort of uh, you know tells you know yeah. nose shoulder leg it, uh, yeah like, like you've got some sort of tick yeah I've done that a few times one of the one of the jokes I, I gave to them when I was working on the Goodness gracious me, India special oh, made, made it into the show. Amazing. I didn't get credited, oh. but it made it into the show. Yeah. I did. I mean, I got credited as the runner, which I was, but mm. not for writing anything. But it was pretty cool. Mm. Also, so I gave it to them when they were going through the script because it was the bit they were doing. They were doing parodies of the film Gandhi, directed by other famous directors mm. like Peter Jackson and mm-hmm. people like that. So they were just doing like. Gandhi as a Hobbit story, Gandhi as a cool. other thing, uh, and I gave them one for the Hobbit, which they used, but they didn't really, at the time I gave it to them, they were like, oh, okay, and said nothing, and then they got to the recording, and I was like, he used my jug, yeah. they never said, it was oh. really exciting. Shame they didn't credit you though. No. No, but... You can't have a writing credit for that. You know the truth yourself. I know, like, yes. That's I could go on IMDb and change it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, wrote that one joke that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, any credit is a credit, right? You need to put yeah. out a like, yeah, poster that credit on uh, Goodness Gracious Me uh, as a uh, joke scene on Goodness Gracious Me. Uh, Single joke in half hour episode. <laughs> oh, but, like, that's great. I love that show. I love it. That's it my is. Favorite. Yeah, that was a really fun one to work mm-hmm. on. What else have you been on? I was the, um, my first proper full-time paid TV job. I was the production runner on Jason Burns sitcom, which was not a very critically acclaimed sitcom, Mm. but it was nice because Jason Burns is a delight to Mm. work with. He's really lovely. And it had a good cast, basically. Mm. Uh, And I've done Vic and Bob. Yeah, nice. Which is... Cool. Which one? I or, did House of Fools. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, It was great. really funny. And also, the nice thing on that one was I got <laughs> to help out with props a bit. Yeah. And their props are so mad. Yeah. That was great. Was um, it, what was it? What was it? Was it? What was it in the in the kitchen? There was some weird. Uh, so many. There was um. So one of the episode, one of the episodes yeah. uh, in because I did the first series of that. One of the episodes, uh, one of them was uh, Vic had made like a ghost catching machine. It was yeah. like a fish slice with yeah. a hose pipe attached yeah. to it That's and it. some bottles on his back. And he was like, and then yeah. you just shovel the, the ghost into there. It was really great. <laughs> yeah, great, a lot of fun, right? Yeah, there's a lot of nice ones actually, yeah, yeah. and also just met quite a few cool comedians by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, met two members of Monty Python. I'm trying to work my way up oh, to nice. three. Yeah, that's it. I'm Kaylin's in my sights. That's um, the next one I want. I've worked with right. Eric Idle and John, John Cleese. Yeah. But yeah, I want Palin. <laughs> that's the dream. That's <laughs> it. You gotta have your, like, uh, your vision board. Yeah, <laughs> shrine Michael, Except he doesn't really do comedy anymore, so. Oh. Man. Unless I get, decide to segue into documentaries, mm-hmm. I probably won't ever work with them. I, for myself, I'm trying to do the the alternative comedy experience. Uh, I've done Josie Long, uh, uh, Steve Carlin, nice. you know, and then like I'm trying to, you know, just trying to work my way around the whole whole board, you know. Yeah. That's it. Oh, and I did. Uh, what was it? Who was it? Um, Henning Wayne. Oh no. Nice. To be fair, it doesn't count because I, I was in. I just I was in the same bathroom as him. I was like, oh, Henning, how's it going? <laughs> that, <was> it. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> that definitely counts. You just come to see a show where it's a fringe. You know, it doesn't really count. But you yeah. know, but the other two. So, I, yeah. I think it depends on how how much you want to tick that person off. Like the mm. first time I ever met Noel Fielding, mm. I was walking through a street in Oxford. So we were walking towards the station. And I was, it was when the Bush were on tour, mm. and so they were in Oxford that night, and the whole, like, Mighty Bush clan were walking down the high street, and my friend kind of elbowed me and was like, look, and I was like, ah! <laughs> and then I said hello yeah. to him. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I'm going to see your show on my birthday in December. 
and was like, that's cool, I like your jeans, and then basically melted. Uh, but I've since worked on shows he's been on and actually spoken to him without being like... Yeah. Although still, embarrassingly, I'll be like, here's your tea. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. I like I, I used to get the I used to get that thing of like when you meet when I was way younger. I was like I used to get that thing of like okay either having nothing to say at all and being mm-hmm. totally embarrassed because I, I what would I have to say to this person because yeah. they've done all these other things and I have nothing. I am completely nothing in their eyes and then and then or the other way you just go oh, I'm gonna be totally nonchalant and just be like yeah, yeah. you asshole you know <laughs> but now I'm better now I'm in, yeah. in between you know. It's tricky. Well, I used to I used to always think I still do actually just to put like my whole thing is you probably might never meet them again. Mm. So it's better to say hello. But it depends how much I want to meet that person. If they're being mobbed by people and I'm not that bothered, I'm like, I can just leave this. Mm. It's fine. But yeah, if there's someone I'm a huge fan of, I'm like, I should probably just say hello. Then at least I've got the story. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and anything, any other times you met any like, really, like person, people you really look up to, you go, oh my... And you go, oh no, you look back up. You should just <laughs> not even said a thing. It's just walked away. I walked past Miranda Hart in a hallway at the BBC mm. and it was at the peak of when Miranda was so successful. And I love that. It was such a great sitcom. I walked past her in the corridor and I was like doing runner stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, runner shit, yeah. carrying paper or something. Looking or happy with copies, or, right? Yeah. <laughs> Menial tasks for yeah. minimum amounts of pay. Totally, oh, so so demeaning, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Look at me carrying all these bits of rubbish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I walked past her in a corridor, but she was walking the opposite way, and with someone, I was like, it will be weird if I chase her. So I just kind of walked past her and went, <laughs> gazed up at her like she was a god and then carried on walking. Oh no, you gotta, you gotta do it though, you gotta do it. You did something, yeah. that's the most important I didn't, thing. I mean, it was probably weird. I tried mm. to be chill about it. I, d- I wasn't openly gasping mm. at her, but I was yeah. like, oh my God. And that was quite early on in my career before I'd met a lot of comedians, so I was still quite excited yeah. by that. Of course. <laughs> Brothers and sisters as well? I have two sisters. Oh, two right. little sisters. Are they interested in comedy at all? Or? I hope not. They're, <laughs> they're way more... They're way better than me that right. everything we mutually do. So we used to do a lot of the same sports when we were younger. And they were both... That? Uh, we did dive. We did a lot of diving. Right. I did loads of sports. I did like mm. swimming, diving, gymnastics, and trampolining, and mm. cross country running and stuff like right. that. But the one of the main ones we did was diving, like the somersaulted kind yeah. of diving. I started diving, and then a week later they were like, "We want to come too." Okay. Uh, and they both got so much better than me. Oh. Like my greatest achievement in diving was probably being like a regional champion of something. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, but my middle sister, she was like a national champion, oh. and the youngest one has dived for Great Britain. So that's um, where the competitive <laughs> so, spirit yeah, starts, right? I'm the... super competitive with them, but they oh. normally win. <laughs> oh man! So you're like, oh yeah, well I'm going to do comedy. So they're not allowed to do comedy. If they start doing <laughs> oh, comedy, no. then my career is over. Oh no! <laughs> They'll be like, have you got the you know the funny cliff on it, and that'll be one of my sisters. <laughs> yeah. So they still school. I say a little loosely. They are. They are in their 20s, right, okay. <laughs> so they're not that little. Yeah. One of them's in her final year at uni, and the other one works at... She's a chemist. Oh, right, okay. Because they are sciencey. Right. They both did chemistry degrees, mm. or one of them's finishing a chemistry degree right now. And so what's the other one do? She's a production radio chemist. She makes... She works at Alliance Medical. She makes radioactive chemicals that are used in injections for scans for light. So if you go in to have a scan and they need some kind of... Basically, like, when you're having a... It's kind of normally used for cancer screenings and stuff. Well, that's a fucker at Christmas, right? Uh, yeah. Going, oh, so how's, uh, how's those puns going into... <laughs> How's it going? How many did you do any jokes about wanking the other day? How many people did you make love? Oh, yeah, yeah. How, was your sh- how many people in your show? Twenty one. Yeah. Well, yeah. The f- oh man, that's tough. Yeah. You, yeah. They're, but they're very good. But yeah, also like <laughs> my dad's bigot. Cause my dad was a mathematician before right. he retired, so okay. he loves all the science stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Well, comedy's a science. Did you say that with a straight face? <laughs> I can't say. That. I don't think it's a science. It's an equation, Dad. Look, this is how it is. It's tragedy plus time equals my life. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of works. My my mum's yeah. quite into comedy. My, my, yeah, like well, my dad's not a big she... comedy fan. 
but he's very supportive Great. of me doing obviously always like every time he sees me I'll be like how was this gig and this because my parents stalk my Twitter like nobody they must read my Twitter more than I read my Twitter or right. anyone who follows me they don't have Twitter right. they just go www.twitter.com and yeah. go search for me and read what I'm doing just to mm. check up on me so sometimes my mum will text me Quite frequently, she'll text me being like, good luck in Sheffield tonight. And I'm like, how do you know I'm going to Sheffield? And I'll be like, oh no, you read my gig list and Mm -hmm. remembered all the dates. Which is... Nice, but also a bit scary. <laughs> got like a map of like your your yeah, tour. Um, just my movements. Like, where is Adele? What's she doing at the moment? That's good. That's good. That's nice. Yeah, they're nice. They're very they're very interested in how stuff goes. Luckily, yeah. they're supportive in a way that means I can be like, don't come and watch me. Oh great! They have seen me. Um, mm. They saw when I did a two hander with Tom in 2016. They came and saw that. Uh, they didn't see my show last year, which makes me happy. But it's just being in a small audience, like you often mm. are on the fringe. So both of those shows, like both of them, worse. Uh, the one I did with Tom, we were full most days, mm. and we had like a room that held kind of thirty-five-ish. And then I was full. Well, I was lucky. I was full basically every day last year. But both of those rooms are so tiny, you can mm. see everyone in them, and nothing puts me off like making eye contact with my parents. Totally, um, so. totally. And it doesn't matter how happy they look. Mm. You're just like you just see. You know, you just yeah. you're just humouring me. I love your mom, dad, but it's just not going to work out. It's just like oh, I don't know if you like. Also, they're the kind of people who, who would correct factual inaccuracy in my jokes and I'm like sometimes you have to leave them in mm. there for comedy <laughs> <laughs> yeah fudge the truth yeah. so I don't think they're coming to Edinburgh this year but if oh. they are they better hide at the back and not tell me and uh, what's your mum do? Uh, she used to be an archaeologist oh wow she was an archaeologist and before that she was a geography teacher right and my dad was a math math teacher before he was mm. just a mathematician a lot of academics, yeah, basically. Damn. All my family, very clever people. So you're the rebel, the rebel, right? Yeah, look at me. Like, <laughs> I did a lot of science at school yeah, and right. uni. I was just then like, I'm going to do something creative. And they're like, do you not want a job that gets you paid well? Mm. I was like, no. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Yeah. I like having no money. <laughs> like, okay, your family are very supportive, which is great. Your sisters are like basically a competition at home. They're um, super, super. They're just very good at everything. Yeah. They're really nice as mm. well. So uh-huh. I can't even hate them. Oh, they love it. We spend a lot of time together. Actually, we do a lot of stuff together. But yeah, mm. we're all all three of us are super, super competitive. Like mm. at Christmas, every time we play a board game or do anything, we go quite often at Christmas. We'll go bowling or play pool or something. And every time, mm. whoever wins just gets to brag for ages yeah. and ages and ages. I won last time and it really annoys them because I have horrific technique at bowling. I'm just, I don't know how just to do it well. We the gutters We always have the gutters up because oh, okay. we, we want our money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> and having the gutters yeah. down means we're not going to get our money's worth in terms right. of fun, of yeah. knocking stuff over. But they're to be used, right? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mm. use them a lot. My mm. technique seems to be like, I do it like I'm playing, what's that, like Pong Ping or pong. something. Ping so pong or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, but basically, what annoys them is every time I throw the ball, it sounds like I'm going to smash the bowling alley because for some reason I like to throw it up, oh, right. basically up in the air. Yeah. But it works better than it should. Yeah. <laughs> just, just gifted. Yeah. yeah. And we play golf a lot with our dad. Right. Mini golf. Uh, no, normal, normal, normal golf. Oh, big well, golf. Pitch, pitch and putt normally. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's which cool. Which is like mm. uh, Lucy, the youngest one. She plays normal golf right. because Ooh. she's. Like always, she is the best right. at, at golf, so she's she's good at that. She but, kills it every time. Yeah, although yeah. I nearly beat her last uh, last Christmas when we played Pitch and Park. She beat me by one shot, but normally she should be way ahead. Smashed uh, Vivian, who's the other one, by loads, so it was a good yeah. day for me. And where are you, you, where are you from then? Uh, uh, from Cambridge. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. The brain capital of, well, Oxford and that are the brain yeah. capital. But Cambridge seems to be the more winning, I think, on that one, isn't it? Well, I would agree, mm. uh, because that paints me better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice. It's, I mean, it's. I feel like in comedy, I have to be like, I'm from Cambridge, mm. but you know that the university and the place are not one and the same. Because mm. <laughs> mm. yeah, my dad went to Cambridge Uni, though, so I suppose technically I've got, I could claim stuff. I can sneak into there. To the through the colleges if I want. Oh yeah. Yeah. So quite often uh, to walk through the colleges, they're like, sorry, only alumni, but sometimes oh. you can sneak through if you if you blag it right. well enough. Um, yeah, it's nice though, Cambridge. It's mm. Very nice. And you're doing the fringe this year. Yes, which one? 
I'm doing many fringes. Oh, is there many fringes? No, but the, the fringe for Cambridge fringe. I am. This year. Is there many fringes a... in Cambridge? Is it a literary well, there's, festival? There's, there's many festivals in Cambridge. They've got, like, mm. got Science Festival, Festival, Literary Festival. There's a new Cambridge Fringe Festival, which is on the 6th of May, which mm. I'm doing. And there's Cambridge Comedy Festival, which is in like July, I think, which hopefully mm. I might be doing something mm. at. I haven't got anything confirmed yet. But yeah, so they have multiples. And right. then I think there's other like more art, general arts festivals okay. as well in Cambridge. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, right. you know, lectures for people mm. and things like that. It's it's the place you would retire if you wanted to spend your whole day pretending to be a student and just going to lectures, which you can do. My dad goes to lectures all the time. Yeah. So I'll speak to him and I'm like, what did you do today? And he went, well, today I went to a philosophy lecture. Mad. <laughs> Perpetual is... student sort of thing, you know? Yeah. That's great. Are you going to do any, like, co- incorporate uh, your all your science stuff into a, an uber intellectual hour-long show or you're just going to be like you know what I just want to write knob jokes that's all just, you know, and, and, I'm not a huge fan of knob jokes or, but okay, or, or you know or masturbation jokes <laughs> I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of science stuff I have a bit actually I've just written like just last night I was writing sure. a joke about quantum physics and I don't know if it's too obscure it's not particularly clever it just relies on a basic understanding of Schrodinger's cat right. and the basic principles of quantum physics I hate quantum physics. It's stupid, mm-hmm. uh, and that's part of the joke. But right. uh, yeah, so I, maybe I'm, I'm subtly incorporating it without meaning to. Yeah. But I didn't do physics. I did biology. That was my science. But yeah, yeah, I don't really have any biology jokes. I don't think. So you can be like, well, you can uh, dinner table at Christmas. Go look, guys. Uh, I have actually written an intellectual uh, show mm. about the, uh, you know all the yeah. sciencey stuff. So yeah, so who says you can't uh, teach people <laughs> in comedy? Yeah, I have like one joke about biology. Mm. Uh, and then the main joke of it is I'll do my joke about biology and it's like a convoluted joke that has a couple of puns in and stuff and then I'll be like that's the only thing I've used my degree for so, <laughs> yeah that's well worth so it so that one joke is worth about 30 grand mm. apparently Whoa. I mean I would say not it's not as good as many of my other ones that I've got no degrees in <laughs> <laughs> got these for free guys <laughs> yeah these ones just GCSE level <laughs> yeah uh, that's it you know keep it simple as that that's it you yeah. go, oh no this is really smart it's like the, the one thing is uh, you know when you first start it's like oh no just be yourself on stage mm. and that can be the worst thing in the world to say to someone if yeah. people don't like you you know, <laughs> you know so I, I hope yourself. people like me yeah. But, yeah. And, and you go too esoteric and go oh this is uh, uh, is everyone else get this and they go no mm. and even if we do get it we're not going to tell you okay yeah. <laughs> we're not going to let you know I think you've got to acknowledge that there's a good chance other people don't think like you yeah so yeah, yeah, I mean that's the reason you don't you try out new jokes on smaller audiences mm. before you just go. Yeah, that's the best joke I've ever written, and do it. Run out. Mm. <laughs> You've met your biggest gigs. Yeah, and so so when was your first gig then? Oh, I don't know because I, I did a cu- like a couple of gigs when I was a student. Like the first time I properly started writing and performing stand up radio, it was a gig at the Fringe in Edinburgh in mm. two thousand fourteen. So I don't know what the first. It's difficult because I suppose the first one technically was one I did like when I was about 19 or 20, but then mm. I didn't do anything for ages after mm. that. So it's actually me and uh, Tom Mayhew were at the Fringe in 2014. We were both kind of comedy fans. Mm. We'd done a few gigs and we were like, clearly if we want to do comedy, we have to take it much more seriously. So that was kind mm. of the point when we were like, okay, we have to gig at least three times a week. We have mm. to do all these things. So that's kind of... Um, Started, I did a few weird gigs there. I did a late night gig at that fringe where I did a joke where I said, well, it wasn't even a joke, it was a setup to a joke, and I said, I'm single. And some in the audience just went shotgun, and I was like, it's, <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> I'm not casting. You can't just claim me. <laughs> Oh, Which oh, to date yeah. was still one of the weirdest tackles yeah, I've totally. ever had. Yeah. Oh, sir. Like, <laughs> you oh, blush. finally. I've been saying that against your ages and nobody's been claiming me. Finally, <laughs> uh, somebody who understands me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, oh, man. That was weird. Yeah. Quite funny, actually. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, was that was it when you were doing your 200 with Tom? Uh, no, no. That was. That was. Yeah, I think that was in. 2014 so that was one of my or maybe 2015 it was at the fringe at a midnight gig Mm. all right midnight gig oh yeah Yeah. what whereabouts was it it was in espionage oh yeah the downstairs no No? it's in one of the like upstairs (laughs) there's a lot of rooms rooms in espionage i think it was in i think it was one called casper the the one that's higher up that has a bar in the middle and it's quite weird because our room's in an l it's quite small that one Mm -hmm. it's in that one oh yeah 
I think that one's Caswell, but I don't, even though I've done loads that of gigs in that room. I know you are. Yeah, that's, uh, mm. the, yeah, it's sort of the bar is just on the corner and then there's a person standing that's just Yeah, the so you're there. basically gigging directly yeah. to the bar and then yeah. either side of that is an audience. Yeah. That one. That one. That's, yeah. is, was that the bite? I don't know what it, it was. Because um, I did that. I think oh, was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was what the gig was called. Yeah, it was an interesting one. That was because there were people who were totally pissed at that one. Mm. Absolutely hammered. Really, really hammered. I did it a few times because mm. it was incredibly easy to get booked. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did it maybe three or four times at that French, and it was an odd gig. Mm. I never did it, and it was completely normal. It's never an easy gig to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I remember doing it. I think I did it every night at the Fringe when I was there in 2014. Well, it was. One. Okay, anyway, what's the, give us mm-hmm. some more stories now. The, the worst gig you've you've done, the wor- the some horrendous. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, what is this? You know, <laughs> some, I did a gig in Watford, so anyone who's in comedy will probably know who it was for. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just one that was in a room that was too big for the number of chairs they had in it, and it was set up weirdly and not MC terribly well. Mm. Uh, and I was on first, even though so. I wasn't initially meant to be on first, and I did say, oh, I can go on whenever you want me to, but one-liners don't always work best first, depending on the crowd. Mm-hmm. And still, the uh, promoter was like, no, go on first, it'll be fine. I just did ten minutes to complete silence. Oh. They weren't even, like, they weren't even necessarily mean or anything. Some of them were smiling, but genuinely, like, maybe one point did anyone actually audibly make an effort to mm-hmm. laugh. They were like that for the, it was a horrific gig yeah. generally, and all of us were just like, "Why are we working so hard and getting nothing out of them?" I've done that gig once. Yeah, it, once, it was. I've not done it since. No, but yeah, just I think that's what you know. One of those to go, yeah, that, that, I don't need to do this gig anymore. No, I don't. Mm. Also, I don't need to. It's not even one where you can particularly learn a lot from mm. from a death like that because you're not necessarily disappointing them they weren't loud mm. at any point in the gig so it's difficult to know what they enjoyed and what they didn't enjoy and also it was just it was just an odd gig really mm. odd gig I did, I did that gig about maybe about four months ago mm. and I was like I, I don't need to I don't need to do this gig again I, it's so no. close to me as well I'm like it's so fucking close I'm mm. like I, I would you know I just walk into I prefer to do there's like uh, I'm starting to do some acoustic nights now oh, uh, yeah. because you kind of like get an audience there's an mm. audience there and they you know it, it there's poetry sometimes. I know, right? But there's mm. still. It, it, oh, I'm not really... gasping at poetry. I'm gasping at the idea of doing stand up at any night that's not dedicated to comedy. No, I agree. I because like... when I first started, right, mm. I, was, I was the same. I was like, look, I need to get some stage time because I need to mm. get better. And I was so I went out and I looked at all that open mic acoustic. You know, you had yeah. online, and I went to every single gig. Right, mm. I went to some lovely rooms. I'm like, mm. God, comedy would be great here. Why don't you have it? Yeah. And and then so, but I was I had. A, terrible set and <laughs> did did terribly uh, and, but then I was like okay but then I could try to get rid of the fear you know and yeah. then then I said well, okay right I don't want to travel far for doing new material mm. so I'll, I'll see if I can do it in the, in the town you know and there's a few places there's a couple of ones now which are great mm. and, I, and I was like oh these, this is just this feels right you know and they're emceed well yeah. and, it's, and everyone feels safe and comfortable I think there's certainly like there's certainly mixed bill type gigs yeah. that do work yeah. I've the only one I've ever done is I was in I was in Cambridge over at mm. I think it was over at Christmas or something and me and this other local Cambridge comic mm. who who hadn't geeked quite as much as me because he lives in Cambridge and stuff so I'd just come back after doing uh, my fringe show with Tom so I'd done loads of gigs at the fringe and mm. I was like oh, I, I can't lose this momentum felt strong like yeah yeah so so no yeah it must be in September or something like that but um, and we found this and we were just like there's so few gigs in Cambridge there's mm. more now actually there's some mm. good ones but but we were like well we, let's go and see if this open mic is any good and it was, it was designed to be for music mm. but we got there and we're like do you do comedy and they're like yeah sure you can try it and we're like okay how long how long can we do and they went oh i don't know it's normally two songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, oh that's 15 minutes yeah. you know like 10 15 minutes that's and it so they were, yeah so mm. they were kind of they're weirdly like loose on time mm. at those things because obviously songs take longer but yeah they, the guy who was emceeing was old and very misogynistic oh, okay. uh, and it just like didn't it was it was a weird one there wasn't a huge amount of audience they were very odd and it was just kind of mostly pub locals mm. basically who happened to be there whilst the acoustic stuff was happening yeah. and yeah the MC was just he was really odd he he would introduce people and then afterwards he would talk about how well they'd done 
which I suppose for some music doesn't isn't quite so bad, but for like comedy, it mm. just makes no sense. Pick it apart. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. You definitely introduced me with the line. Now we've got a woman, and, no. <laughs> uh, uh, and and then said, and she's going to try some comedy, and I was like. Fuck you, I've just come back from the yeah. fringe where I've done like nearly 100 gigs in 30 days. Yeah. I'm not trying it. I know it. how to do yeah. it. Um, and I did some and then, yeah, there was a few bits, a few bits where I like did, well, audience interaction, but like asked questions to a few mm-hmm. members of the audience and just some of the answers to them. I was like, this is not the right place for comedy. I yeah. asked um, I asked people what their favourite event at the Paralympics was and one of the guys was, I like the midget sports. And I was like, okay, well, this is not a place for mm. you're not going to be the kind of crowd that will enjoy my mm. comedy so yeah. I was just like okay I think that that's enough and yeah. then I left and you know when you like I, I think I've, I've missed this um, <laughs> oh and then the I've MC got... afterwards he went up and went oh yeah she's good she'll be even better when she writes some more jokes and he wasn't he wasn't trying to be like cussing about that no. he was genuinely being like oh yeah once she's written some more jokes she'll be great like, mate I do one line as you had loads of jokes yeah, there yeah. until I was like you guys are too intolerant yeah. to enjoy this oh man you have everyone has models for mm. you know things whatever it's like a male female model so you can go oh, no, like that's that's the kind of thing like that and you like your superhero stuff as well right I do yes okay now right so as what you know when you go up on stage right what mm. kind of being or whatever like what do you see yourself as like you know I don't think this is a gender thing mm. but like you know what do you you know, you know what I mean I yeah because I don't want to put uh, an idea I don't want to put that idea of something in your head I want you to think it yourself. Now, I've been told I stand like Peter Pan on stage um, because I tend to stand with one foot in front of the other. I don't know how, why. But I do also actually, sidebar, I do, whenever I'm doing an important gig, I wear socks that have superheroes on them cool. to, to give me superhero powers. Yeah, I don't know what I'm envisaging. I know because you have the same socks I got, right? You've got like the, oh, yeah, I've the got Thor, some new ones as the well. Hulk. Okay, cool. They're very good. Which which ones would you go right? This is a big gig. I'm going to go with the Hulk tonight. Right yeah, do you, would you do that? Or? Sometimes, yeah. Like for the UK Punch Championships, even though I was wearing like tights and shorts, I was like, well, I need superhero socks. So I just folded them over in my yeah. shoes, which was not comfortable. Right. And I was like, who do I need? I probably need, and then I remember to have socks that have like Iron Man and Hulk and Cap and awesome. Thor on. So I was like, "Well, I'll take all four of those Damn guys. Right. That'll help." Great, That's yeah. Great. So I do that. So I don't know. I also a couple of years ago, someone pointed out to me that if I stand at the back of the stage, I look like I don't know what I'm doing. So sensor me, I was like, "Oh, I just stand further forward. So mm. It looks like I'm more confident." Mm. Been told by a few people who were like, "Oh, you're really confident on stage." I think I, I think I'm like. I think you're being tricked by the fact I just stand a certain way. Mm. Not necessarily being like, I'm the best comedian ever. Mm. I just happen to be like, if I stand like this, people tend to respond better. Yeah. But I don't know who I've modelled it on. Peter Pan, if you believe Peter Pan, all right, that's cool. Yeah. That works. That works. You got <laughs> Not my intention. <laughs> Although I am very fly. childish, so I suppose Peter Pan is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can fly, I guess, so that's it. You know, and he doesn't age, yeah. and that's good, right? I mean, if I could pick to be a superhero, mm. it would not be Peter Pan. Who, who would they be? Maybe Mystique. Okay, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who you were at the superhero uh, competition. Oh, one time. So, yeah, in Battle of the Superheroes, I did it about six or seven times, mm. and I represented various numbers of times Mystique, Black Widow, and Scarlet Witch, mm. um, because presumably they had no one else to do the female superheroes. Mm-hmm. I sent a huge list to Nick of all the superheroes that I'd be happy to do, mm. and he was just like, okay, can you do these? And picked out all the women. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> they were fun. That's who you're a superhero. Mm. And do you ever have any, like, do you have a, a thing that, you, a tick that you, because I, I know, start to notice mm. that I have a certain, every now and again, like, I'll be going, you're trying to get the, a rhythm of, a, mm. you know, a rhythm of your set, and you're going through it, go bum, 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 like this, right? Yeah. And then the other night, I was going through it, and I was like, the last joke that I was doing, I was like, I want, want a big finish, last mm. joke, and then da 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 and, I, and my, my right foot went, tapped but it's because I was getting the rhythm right I was like shit but the thing is it tapped in the silent part so they could everyone heard that tap on this wooden stage and I was like shit so like is he about to break into song (laughs) so now so now it just feels like I'm stamping my authority down in this last joke and it totally didn't get the response that I wanted because they heard it like tap and he's like oh so do you have anything like that um a bit I uh I have some weird ways to stand on stage I used to I used to stand a lot with like one hand backwards on like yeah. 
Like, the back classic. Of, like not on my hip, like, higher up on my hip. Mm. Weirdly. Yeah. Uh, and now at the moment, what I tend to do, which I'm, I'm trying to stop because I think it looks really weird. So I tend to just grab my rib cage, like I'm yeah. worried it's going to vanish. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of pictures of me at the moment just holding onto one side of my ribs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, oh, they're still there. Good. Yeah, it's a kidney liver. Good. That's yeah, good. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all my organs. Back to the comedy. <laughs> that's uh, you kind of like, or like, you know, that, that hand way, way back, you know, that yeah. like you've been picking potatoes or something for, you know, for, for all day. Oh, yeah, strong floors. Yeah, oh, that's it. Hard work. Show, try to show that you're working, working hard, right? Mm. That's maybe what it is. Yeah, that's cool. I think so. I'd say, yeah, I do a lot of genuinely like just grabbing at my sides yeah. whilst I'm on stage. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. Still like, yeah, oh, I'm still here. Go. Cool. That's it. Still alive. <laughs> I don't know what the aim is because also when I do it, I'm like, I probably look silly. Yeah, oh, I've done it now. There's, there's other things as well when where people are standing. They have like the the claw. You know, mm. they kind of go, the, there's this one, there's like, you know, the... the oh, the, what, with their the, mic? Or no, with the, just with the hand, with, yeah. you know, it's a claw here. Like, well, that's that. the thing as well, because I, I try not to gesture too much, but I do a bit, you mm. tend to, when you're speaking on stage particularly, because mm. having one arm hanging limply yeah. by your side looks, <laughs> looks a bit weird, yeah. so you have to do yeah. something with it. I do a lot of weird gestures. Yeah. My housemate, um, Sarah... She uh, has loads and loads of pictures of her where it looks like she's holding an invisible melon. She just tends to like have her hand sort of spread and like slightly curled, yeah. so it looks like she's just displaying an invisible melon in loads yeah. of pictures. I find the same thing as like when you know when people take pictures of you, you go, I always do that same shape. It doesn't mm. matter what I'm like exactly yeah. the same. And like oh, I need to make. I, need to I have work a few hand gestures, and I'm like, oh, if I really want to get the most out of these normally quite low quality pictures, people are taking me out of gigs. Get some new poses going on. Totally. Uh, do you do acting as well? Uh, no, I'd like to, I'd like to, I've done like student sitcoms and mm. I did uh, I've done like sketch shows at the fringe and stuff. Nothing at the moment. You're trying to get the credits up as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm mostly do I'm doing stand up though now, so yeah. eventually when I'm a huge star. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been chatting <laughs> with Milton Jones. I mean, this is it. Yeah, it's my best pals now. Yeah. So. Good be on the, like the essay on the wreath. You know, yeah. chatting with Milton Jones at the Christmas party. <laughs> yes. You know, I need more things for my posters, so maybe yeah. I can go on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think about what to put my Edinburgh poster right now. It's mm. hard. It is. I'm trying to figure out how to make a picture of your face appealing. But like, no, I am good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here I am. Make, come see me. Actually, luckily, um, Joe Banksy, des- yeah. he designed my Leicester Fringe poster, which was really good and has been nominated for Best Poster, so oh. I, hope he wi- I hope he wins. So he's designing my Edinburgh one, but my mm. Leicester poster doesn't have my face on it. Speaking to a PR person the other day and they're like, well, you can't, you can't do that in Edinburgh. And I was like, I know, but it's a nice poster, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This one, I don't have to be like, oh, it's my face again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a picture of a sheep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm currently trying to figure out a fun way to put my face on a post. Is is a is a sheep your spirit animal? No, I hope spirit not. animal. I don't know. Cat? I love cats. Right. I'm a massive cat person. Mm-hmm. They're the best. Which They're kind just... of cat? All kinds of cats. Oh, okay, all Every cat. cat that's ever lived. Right. All of the cats. Yeah. I love cats. Um, Do you have cats at home? Yeah. Well, my parents have cats. I'm not allowed cats in my flat. In oh, okay. But my parents' cats are adorable. If, if this wasn't a podcast, I'd give you a picture to prove how adorable they are. But I can show yeah. you one yeah, that's of my cats. Fine. And then you can react to oh, it. Oh, that's, that's, that's cute. That is cute. She's yeah. cute. You have dogs, so you're not going to react well we enough. We had cats, though. We had cats first, oh, and yeah? they legged it. Because oh. we had got the dogs, and then they just went, "No, oh, fuck this! We're out of here. We can't handle oh. this. They're too big." Yeah, yeah. they are massive. Mm-hmm. I would be scared if I was a cat. Yeah. I'm also scared of animal human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I understand the cat's predicament. Yeah, yeah, I love cats. Mm. And what's the name of your cat? That one who was on my phone is called Mandy. Right, uh, short for Amanda. Good, oh, yeah. good cat yeah. name. The yes, other one, sir. the other one's called Cleo. Right, oh, or Cleopatra if she's cool. been naughty. Yeah, is cats. it Patrick Cliff? Well, no, I, no, I, I like I refer to them as Mandy Cliff and Cliff, Cliff as, in, <laughs> as in their full members of yeah. the family, so they have full names. Or CC, like in uh, Top Cat? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't done that, but no. I should. No, I call Cleo Clee sometimes. That's right. her nickname. Yeah. She, she loves it. She has the same expression whether or not I use that oh, full name, but I yeah. feel like she's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I love My cats that have them. human names, though. Yeah. It's my favourite. So that was actually got slightly more catty names, but I love it when people are like, this is my cat, Kenneth. Mm. And yeah. you're like, oh, what a great name for a cat! Kenneth! <laughs> this, is, this is Sarah the cat, this yeah. is Andrew. Yeah. I just love it when they have human names. I last night for my poster, I had the most fun making my poster this year, mm. which with the, uh, I, you know, basically by the power of Grayskull, it's like just me in 
the I photoshopped the shit out of myself into the body armor from from He Man. Oh no, I saw that one. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And I was like, and so I thought I'd do that, and like, oh, the, the show can just be fun. I mean, it's just mm. gonna be a fun show, just messing about, and like yeah. you know, and uh, and just you know a little bit of a couple of references to He Man within it. Like, but that's it. It's like you want to have fun doing it, but like you know, of course, yeah. I mean, the thing with most shows, for Edinburgh and generally like hour long mm. shows is. Obviously, it helps if they have a theme or a central kind of plot to them. Mm. But the whole show doesn't have to be like, oh, I've said this on the poster, so I best not veer too far away from that, yeah, ever. Exactly. And so yours is sheep. It is sheep, And it's yes. the one for Edinburgh as well, the sheep as well. It is also sheep, cool. yes. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it has to be now. I've sent in all the, right. what's it called, to the fringe brochure and mm. stuff like that. Is it, did you oh, get the package so thing? Or did you do, like, because you got, well, I mean, because you have an agent, did you do the package thing? Or they go get your PR and all that stuff? I know, so I was meant to be working with a promoter, but mm. the, um, we didn't work very well together. They just right. weren't getting me the kinds of things I thought they were. They hadn't even found mm. me a venue by the beginning of March. So, right. so I'm doing that on my own now, but I'm going to get someone to help me with, with PR. But then apart from that, it's just me doing yeah. everything. But I've done a few before, so at least I know what I'm doing, exactly. roughly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Who are you going to go with? I'm doing it at Just the Tonic, is my oh, venue. Oh, right, right. At the Caves, which mm. is a nice one. At ten past four. Ten past four, okay. That's, yeah. I can actually come to that this year. Come see me. Yeah, I will. When's your show? Uh, mine is 2.45. Uh, that'll be in the wee room in the Three Sisters uh, for 12 nice. Days of the Fringe. Mine's at the wee room too, except mine's in the caves. Oh. Because there's, in Scotland, there's a wee room in Everywhere. most of the venues. Exactly, yeah. The Gilded Balloon has a wee room. Yeah, and there are certain <laughs> the areas which aren't meant to be rooms, but they're filled with wee. Finally, this year, I've got I've got walls. I've got walls, Adele, this year, you know. So oh. last year, it didn't have walls. Yeah. I had a tent. Uh, this year, we walls. Were the marquee. Mm, yeah. I did the marquee with Tom the year before. Yeah. It was... It was okay. It was really great for filling it. And we oh, managed totally. to fill it a lot because mm. uh, we had a gimmick because we gave out party hats because oh. our show was about birthdays. Yeah. Um, and so that meant we genuinely had really good-sized mm. audiences. It's just that our show was at 10pm and oh, the right. number of drunk people oh, in the Three Sisters. Um, mm. I saw at one one stage when we were flowering before our show, so maybe half nine, I saw a woman sitting on one of the benches uh, in the courtyard at the Three Sisters just pissing. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! The weird thing was that wasn't even that surprising. No, no, it was, no. It was on like a Saturday night, and I was like, okay, that's the vibe, is it? Yeah. Fair enough. That's it. But yeah, after the first weekend, me and Tom were very careful about who we gave flyers to. Yeah. Because it was because when when your show's right there, it's actually not that hard to convince mm. people to come in, especially when they you know they're not paying for a ticket in advance. Exactly. So. We were like, don't invite anyone who's on a stag do. Mm. Don't invite anyone who seems more drunk than this. Mm-hmm. Worked well. It, I mean, we've been very judgmental of people, but we yeah. managed to pick people that were a nice audience. So yeah. that was good. You become a, like a, a sort of just an asshole detector, don't you? Though, really. Yeah. yeah. It's surprising how quick, especially at the fringe, where you're like, don't give flies to those people. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I was doing that for my own show this year, and it was earlier. It was at seven twenty-five. My show in yeah, my own show, and I said, there's not that many assholes around. Yeah. Uh, but still, I was like, if I saw it, I was like, do they seem the right sort? Mm, yeah. Which is super judgmental. Well, but, it, but it's true, you know, when you... Like, but also, you... if you have an idea of what your audience is, mm, you should mm. try and fly at that audience. Yeah. Like, totally. that's why I did Bath and Super so many times in the one-liner show. I did that every day because... Mm. Those are the kind of people who will enjoy my show. But when you're becoming that detector for people, right? Yeah. Because uh, I, I run my own gig in, in Hemel, and like there was one one night, there was like only 20 people there, right? Mm. And so I said, guys, can you move to the front? And I was yeah. like, okay, so these people moved to the front. They didn't want to move to the front. I was like, okay, no. Because you know when you ask people to move to the front, they go, yeah. oh, you've made me move to the front, and you want me to take part in the show as well. They're like, oh, well, yeah. this is all I'm doing, buddy. Mm. You see how you go. And so I was like, okay. And they moved to the front, this one group of uh, this family. There was the dad, the mom, the son, and the son's girlfriend. Right? Mm. And the dad was sitting here, and I was like, he's in front. First person to talk to, and he was a curmudgeon, uh, <laughs> and the most miserable person I could possibly talk yeah. to in the room, and there's only 20 people there, and I was like, no, I, I'm not going to give up on this interaction, I'm going to get a laugh out of this no matter what, yeah. and so I created so much tension, right, I was like, okay, I said, what's your name? He goes, meh, I'm going to tell you, what would you do? Meh. And then he's like, I was like, okay. And then I was like, but every question I asked him, mm. you could just sense the, the what he's like, yeah. you know? And, and then and then his family, but every question I asked, mm. his whole family were like, like, you know, looking mm. at him, seeing how he's reacting and going, yeah. oh my, and I said, and so I'd look at them, so I was like, oh my, I could just see him sitting at home with them and him <laughs> being a tyrant, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh my God, this is awful. I don't know why people who aren't going to enjoy it come to see comedy. Mm. 
Mm. It's weird. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the surprise... I'm surprised by how many people are so scared to sit at the front. Like, especially when I'm yeah. doing a preview or something. I'm like, honestly, I'm nice. I'll, I might ask you a question mm. that is a yes-no question just for the purpose of the show. I'm not mm. going to be mean to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, the number of people are like, I can't sit at the front. It's like, you know, also, most preview rooms are small enough that if you don't sit at the front, I can still see you mm. and speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not different. Exactly. <laughs> it's very weird. And, but like yeah, with this guy, I was like, oh man. So then, mm. then uh, I was like, then I thought it became a game for me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is great. I'm creating tension. This is I'll, I'll use it for something else in a minute. Yeah. And I was like, then he was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy must be a barrel laughs at home. And then really just kept on digging. You know, I was like, I'm going right through. Can go all the way down and then back out the other side. You I know? think when you, when you find someone like that, I think. I don't know, it feels to me, because I'm competitive again, it feels yeah. like if you stop talking to them, you've kind of let them win. Exactly. Or even not necessarily stop talking to them, but just, you know, let it drop. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone's really unresponsive, I feel, I tend to just let them be the butt of jokes without letting them reply. <laughs> I love that. That's what I do. That's, I love doing that. Like, this guy knows, this guy yeah. would have said that. Totally. <laughs> it's needlessly mean to yeah. someone. <laughs> Take though, isn't it? Boy, on yourself. Yeah, you can be more been, friendly. You're being nice, aren't you? Mm. You're just asking a question, and you're not gonna you're not gonna be horrible. You're gonna be have fun, at, yeah. usually at your own expense. You go. Exactly. I mean, look, they're already winning. You're just the, the mm. dancing monkey, aren't you? Really? You go. Okay, look, let's have fun. And also, if at any stage you ask an audience member a, a question that the audience in general deems appropriate, you'll be mm. able to figure that out. And that's not. Yeah. I don't, like so few people ever do that on stage. I don't mm. think I ever asked an audience member a question that is so uncomfortable or something mm. that the audience are like what are you doing yeah so yeah they're always mm. stupid things like what do you do mm. what's your favourite Olympic sport mm. that's one I did a lot at the Fringe in 2016 because mm. it was during the Olympics so yeah. I was like well I might as well incorporate it yeah because also the, the great thing about closed ended questions like that is mm. there's only a certain number of Olympic sports so I just had a joke for all great. of them um, <laughs> which was yeah it's just fun, fun. so I was like, look how good I am at ad-libbing here's my joke about archery <laughs> <laughs> straight on target every time yeah, oh, that's, yeah, it. Yeah. that's it that's great was it, but that's the thing so I like to just I, I, the things I like to just riff with it and see where it goes and like you know sometimes it goes absolutely nowhere sometimes it's a joy yeah. you know but that's it that's the, the jeopardy you know it's not usually about that and funny, I think the thing is even if things don't really go anywhere people yeah. can t- tell obviously with audience interaction you can't be planning it in advance mm-hmm. so it's you know the yeah. audience know that and mm. even if you don't quite get to the place you plan to get to mm. you still get a good amount out of it yeah, exactly you've taken the risk and they respect you for the you yeah. know taking a chance also, also the, the number of people who are incredibly impressed by like a, a successful piece of audience interaction mm. is amazing which yeah. i mean obviously done really well it's incredible but even mm. you know like if you're okay at chatting mm. the audience and getting a bit of a laugh people are like how did you do it yeah. Like the way you would do in a normal conversation. Yeah. <laughs> only, uh, only, yeah, that's it. Only that's it. just being aware that other people are listening. So, <laughs> but or more jeopardy. You've got to try and be yeah. funny. Yeah. I'm always trying to be funny. That's that's my main aim in all mm-hmm. things. <laughs> I think we reached the end of it already. Yeah. Uh, I think we've done well. I think we've uh, we've we've completed comedy. Uh, completed all. Co- yeah, I think that's comedy solved now. Yeah, I think so. Big tick. Yeah. Comedy's <laughs> done. I'm moving into my career in science now. Yeah. So <laughs> your your show is in the wee room in, in the Just Tonic at four o'clock, correct? Uh, ten past four. Ten past yes. four. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And it's called Sheep, not um, with an S on the end. Sheep. sheep. Okay. Where can we find you? I'm on Twitter. Asa yeah. Delcliffe. You know, just my yeah. name. Which yeah. it makes sense that it used to have this weird name and then I was like, why am I doing this? There's mm. no other adult cliffs on Twitter. Yeah. I don't have a Facebook page yet. I'm setting one up soon. Mm. So coming soon, Facebook Ooh. page. <laughs> Get ready to like that. Yeah. And the invites. Wait for the likes. <laughs> um, and then... And the despair when the likes seem to disappear. How? Why? Why is this happening? Yeah, that's the main reason I haven't done one yet. I just <laughs> dread the fact that I'm going to invite all my friends and most of them are going to ignore it. <laughs> uh, you know, self-esteem's overrated. It's self it's just you yeah. know it's, it's too much self esteem makes you bad at comedy it, agreed, agreed. <laughs> yeah it can be overconfident yeah so um, Instagram Adele Cliff I am Adele Cliff comedy on Instagram oh, there's another Adele Cliff right bitch oh, yeah. Yeah. she do comedy she, as well no she oh. doesn't even use it that much it's very annoying and, and you're doing all the fringes this year I'm doing a lot of festivals yeah what doing festivals are you doing Glasgow Comedy Festival this week uh, Bath next week I'm doing Merthyr Tidville Comedy Festival. Hmm. I'm doing the Great Yorkshire Fringe. I'm doing Brighton. I'm doing Cambridge. I'm doing Hastings. I'm doing. Uh, I know there's more, but and Edinburgh, obviously. Hmm. Uh, there's definitely others, but all of them for sure. Wow. 
uh, but I'm just get, taking my show wherever I can take it, yeah. basically. Great. I feel like this song you're Coming to a city out. probably near you, yeah. unless you live somewhere really weird. Mm, mm. <laughs> even then, there might be a fringe there soon, so yeah. even maybe there. It's not beyond me to travel to somewhere really weird, just to be like, well, I can try my show again. Yeah. yeah. Well, Adele Cliff, thanks for coming to the show. Thanks, Winter. Yay! Yay. <laughs> And that was episode 61 with the very funny, very competitive Adele Cliff. Her show is at 10 past four in Just the Tonic Caves in Edinburgh in the Wee Room. Go and check her show out at the Fringe. Go see her live. She's doing loads of competitions. She's doing loads of fringes all around the country. Go check her out. Go find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those places. She's very, very funny. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me at Winter Phonander. But if you want to come see my live stand-up gig dates, you can find them on my website, which is winterphonander.com. Danny's nearly finished the website. Oh, yeah, got the pictures, got it done. Here, here we go. This is what's happening. As I say, I'm going to be doing my show, which is going to be by the power of Grayskull. It's Shaftesbury Fringe on the 29th of June, and that will be around 10 o'clock in the evening if you want to come see it there. But the dates will be up on my website, on Twitter, on Facebook, all of those places. It will definitely be advertised. And now, if you want to support this podcast, you can. You go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, or donate as little as a pound, or whatever you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thank you. Those of you who don't, hey, just go on your phone, leave us a nice, honest review, say, you know, whatever, how many stars you want. For example, just here is a suggestion, five stars. Just give us five stars. Just let, I say, let yourself go. Just have fun with it, you know? Write a review. Write what you want. Enjoy. You know, that's your moment. It's your moment to shine. But that's it for this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. That was episode 61 with Adele Cliff. I really hope you enjoyed it. I enjoy recording and editing it. It was a lot of fun. And the next episode we've got is episode 62 for June. And that is Luke Stephen. Luke's been gone a few years. He is killing it. We'll talk to him in that episode. Enjoy June and the rest of May.